So what do you think your parenting style is? That is what we're going to talk about today uh, on the podcast. So hang in there and we will be right back. When you become a mom, you never imagine your child getting an autism diagnosis. It feels like your dreams have shattered, like a framed photograph falling off your mantle, exploding into a thousand pieces. But instead of trying to glue those pieces back together, this community of moms is here to help you build a new dream, a better one. So join in the conversation as us moms talk autism. Hey, so we actually had gotten this question um, in a one of our grab bag questions. Someone had asked us or wanted to know what our parenting styles were. And we said, oh, no, that is a conversation on its own. Um, we can't just answer that in like 10 minutes roundtable. Mm. <laughs> like it requires more in-depth discussion. Um, so like this is obviously just like all of our conversations are just anecdotal conversations. You know, there are, there's lots of literature out there on this. It can be a total vortex. Um, I mean, so essentially too, what this also provides an opportunity is that it, re- it provides opportunity for us to also be introspective and for our community to be the inter- introspective, like, well, what actually is my parenting style? And especially applying that parenting style as, you know, parent to neurodivergent kids. Um, so the, the four basic models, the traditional styles of parenting are authoritative, authoritarian, permissive, uninvolved, slash neglectful. Um, and what we can talk about the breakdowns of those. The other, um, now, obviously, because the world has evolved, <laughs> as it will continue to do, and there are other arenas of, or thoughts, where I should say, I don't want to say that, just wheels of thought about parenting styles. And there's the the tiger, like the tiger parent, which is tiger mom, attachment parenting, positive parenting. Are you the outsource parent? Or are you the helicopter parent? Mm-hmm. And you hear all of these. I think those you hear more flippantly thrown around. People kind of either weaponize them or use those more conveniently. But they do have some actual meaning. So we can we'll, – I'll, I'll break some of that down before we have um, some of our discussions. Um so let's actually talk about that a little bit. So um, I found this actually really interesting because I, before I became a parent, I didn't go, what's my parenting style going to be? Did, did either of you? No. I mean, I, I, I knew I said what I was not going to be. And that was, you know, closely related <laughs> to the way that I was parented, you know, that um, left wounds. <laughs> well, and I think that, this, this is Brittany. Hi, this is Brittany, by the way, and we've got Tosh here who just spoke, and then Jean yes. introduced us. So there's just the three of us today. Intro really fast. Hi. Okay, so Brittany again here. <laughs> um, I um, 
I think that's very natural, Tosh. Yes. I think most people view it that way. They they see their own childhood and the way they were raised, and they either choose to emulate that or to reject it and to do yes. something differently. I think that's that's kind of how we all naturally approach parenting. Um, then you know others will do more of the research and they'll look at the the books and they'll find the correct terms and they'll decide I'm going to be this kind of parent. But but a lot of people really take from their own experiences. Right. So yeah. yeah. That's so funny because that's basically even what I had written down, you know, in summary is that, you know, we are influenced uh most likely how we mm-hmm. were raised and we either enter we enter our parenthood with the lenses colored by our own experiences. And it's whether or not we choose to adopt the way that we were raised, or it's based around parameters of avoiding or omitting those things that we don't want to include in our parenting style. So yeah, I feel like that is basically how it takes shape. But I think fundamentally kind of understanding these, the four basic ones, because I don't even know, even as time evolves, and I was thinking about this, I was like, I don't know if you ever necessarily get away from these four ones. So let's, I think the two that are interesting is the differentiation between authoritarian and authority. Okay, I just think those are the worst names ever. Like, they are so close and so similar. They are. Who named these? Like, I have questions for you, because- Uh, well, you went to psych, you went to school to study psych. So there is, I think it's like beer mod or whatever. I, mean, I can't I don't remember. remember. I'm just mad at them. I was like, I'm not even want to like, I didn't even want to get yeah. into it because I was going to get mad too, because it, re- this reminds me of just kind of like my hangups about the family systems theory about this whole, like, you know, the way life should be. Well, like, and that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. And I've got issues with that. And right, oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Right. So, but I do, I like the breakdown of this and it made me feel a little better about the authoritative one. It's so authoritative still, it doesn't mean that you're trying to dominate your kid. You're just, you're, you are establishing that you are the leader. Um, But with your, your leadership, you are still a very highly responsive parent. Um, you are still reciprocal to your child. You still um, are flexible and democratic, but there is this a natural, uh, you know, being of the composure of being assertive and having very clear standards and um, leader of the pack. But you are. It is. But it is still right. Yeah, you're the mm-hmm. pack leader. So I, I resonated a lot with that. Um, and uh, but authoritarian is where it's like, it is more of like my way or the highway. It's, mm-hmm. it's very like punitive. The response is because I said so. Yes. Um, emotionally distanced. It's having power over. So I do think this is different too. Like authoritative is having power with right. your child. Authoritarian is having power over your child. Um, and just kind of being autocratic and just very punitive based kind of parenting. And I would say that I grew up in a very dominated authoritarian environment that had some, some peppering of authoritative ones, but I think authoritarian was much more the clear rain, um, 
there for me. And I think that shows up too in the way that Tosh and I actually are in our in our own right. homes and with mm-hmm. our kids. I think there's we can be very similar like that. Um, permissive uh, means that your kid is the boss. You avoid confrontation. You have very few rules, low expectations, very lenient and indulgent with your kid. Um, and uninvolved, I think this also gets a bad, bad rep. This sounds like the worst, right? I think some people are this type of parent unintentionally because they may not have the tools in their toolbox. And so it shows up this way. Um, but they're neglectful, passive, absent, you know, little time, just very uninterested and kind of like leave their kids to be at their own (laughs) will. Um, and, but there are obviously uninvolved and neglectful parents that do do things that, that it is, um, on purpose that they're doing that. I think, and even looking at these four basic ones, I can still see there's times where I can, why I may be mainly authoritative myself. I can see where I'm sometimes permissive because it's kind of like when you're burnt out and you to pick your battles kind of things, you're like, I'm going to let that happen. I'm just going right. to allow that right now. You know, I'm not, I can't say that, you know, just because you may feel like this may be the one area um, that mean, mean your main operating system or, or point of view, it's not, um, I don't think that is exclusive to all the other arenas. I think at any given time, it can kind of just like that Venn diagram, you can share and share real estate with, (laughs) with those other, those other concepts. So I think um, that's really, really important. And I think I do too, because yeah, and <clears throat> I think it's really, really important to to highlight that and to know that we all do. We are all all of these parents at some point and at right. some level, like yes. in our in our lives, depending on the situation and what is happening, you know, environmentally around you or, or what your child needs. Even, um, it, it I I can think of just sitting here listening to you guys and looking at this chart, which we will have on the show notes. Um, a link for the show notes here, uh, but it's, I, I can think of a specific instance where I have been all of these things for each. Yeah. Yeah. Easily just off the top of my head. So it, and, of course I have my, my ex, my like ideal parenting style, my ideal like parenting, um, goals that I have, but, mm-hmm. but there are times when each of these is appropriate, even if it's for just a very, very short stint. Right. Right. So, yeah. And, and I mean, right. no, I- no judgment on any of them because we are all as humans, a work in progress. Right. And, and right. none of us are perfect parents. So, uh, I would definitely say what you just said, Brittany, is that there's been moments and times where we've been maybe each of these, but like for me specifically speaking, Tosh, um, you know, I tend to fall mostly into two of these categories, um, yeah, with, me too with having fault of still falling into an old one, which was, you know, the authoritarian uh, and that's how I was raised. So it's just breaking those cycles. It's breaking those behaviors and, 
yeah. learning, learning from it, you know? Definitely. And then, and then, uh, you know, and then there's the interesting, you know, dichotomy dynamic of, you know, with your spouse or your partner, or whoever you're co-parenting with, what their individual styles may be. And then what maybe potentially your blended style is. Yeah. And so huge. And I think that was even, I don't know. I'm trying to recall like the exact question, the way they asked it, but I do think that that was part of the question. The question was, was maybe more or less like, how do you handle yes. different parenting styles? Um, Between specifically spouses. So, but yes. Yeah. Two, two parents. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't want to go first because <laughs> I do have a lot to say, but, but you guys, you guys pick which, who wants to go first. I'll here go first and then and you go, Jean. Conversation okay. To have. Um, okay. okay. So I was raised, I would say in a, a very steady authoritative household. Um, it was a lot of discussions. It was a lot of of working together and, and, it, you know, very clear standards and very, um, and high, high expectations, but there was a democratic aspect to it. Um, but when the rubber meets the road and teenage Brittany wants to stay out past curfew, you know, the boot goes down. No, you know, and, um, and I, my parents, my mom listens to every single episode. Mom, I love you. <laughs> Mama Kay. You did an amazing job. You are a wonderful parent. You did. <laughs> I'm coming back. I'm getting reincarnated into your family. We will accept you with open arms completely. We, we'll take you now, Jean. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, my parents okay. are wonderful. And um, and it always, I'm the oldest and the only girl. So there were different expectations for me. I think this is important to highlight. Maybe we'll circle back around to this. But you will parent differently depending on the child too. Yes. Yes. It's not the same for every kid. Neurodivergent, neurotypical, all of the above, none of the above. You're going to parent each child differently because each child is unique and they have different needs. So it bothered me so much that I got, I felt like they were a lot more strict with me. Mm. And some of that's because I'm the oldest. And some of that's because they were worried about me being a female and being taken advantage of in various ways. Right. And they were, they were, I mean, it wasn't significant, but they were, um, a little bit more permissive with my brothers. They just were. And now as a parent, it makes more sense to me why, you know, it's not fair, but it's just, it's just how it was. And, um, and they did a fabulous job. So I grew up that way. Um, Doug, I, I, Doug's parents, I think are very, very similar to mine, but they did lean, I would say they, they lean more into the permissive area. They, Doug is the youngest and he's the youngest of four boys. So there's that aspect alone. Um, by the time they got to that fourth boy and those, the other three brothers were out of the house or close to it, they were just, they're, they're kind of burnt out a little bit, you know? (laughs) And I don't blame him one bit. So Doug got away with a lot of stuff. He kind of got to do his thing as a teenager and um, slightly maybe uninvolved, yeah, maybe a little. I mean, but they they were involved. They were maybe involved. But yes, but he got to do right. he you know, it was a lot more of, you know, I I was you were 15 minutes late, you know, from curfew. Da, 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 you, you can't go out tonight kind of thing. And Doug's dad was more like, hey, what time did you get home last night? <laughs> Doug's yeah. like. Too. He's like, don't do that again. 
okay, that was it, you know, <laughs> it's just kind of how it goes. So, um, but they, they are fabulous parents too, and, and still are. Um, and it's, so our, our parenting, our Doug and I's parents styles were, I would say fairly similar. So now our parenting styles, I tend to be, if I'm going to lean into the unhealthy areas, I will tend to go more authoritarian. Doug will tend to go more uninvolved. Um, and that's where we kind of split. It is not significant. It is not something that is um, a strain on our relationship uh, for the for the most part. It really isn't. We are able to talk through most of it. But I am um, definitely more on the demand side and he's more on the less control side, I guess. Um, yeah. So I have more to say, but that, that's, that's good enough for now for like Doug and I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny that you say, cause I do, I think that that's the, that's the interesting challenge is do that when you do have that conflict of different styles when does it get to a point? How do you measure it in terms of it being a strain on your relationship and your yeah, marriage? Right. And right. I will say that it was significant for me. Um, and this is like our second round. You know, we re raised my nieces. So I got to see, you know, very like up close and personal what it was going to be like parenting. And we were in marriage counseling and family counseling, um, working through these very different styles because his Brad was the, the third child, his dad. And they, you know, it was, they were very, you know, almost uninvolved and very permissive with him. They were very aloof with him. Now there were high expectations in the family, but there were never, they were just, it was very, very aloof and, you know, not really engaged and involved directly. And for him, maybe more so with the, the older two potentially. Um, but it's hard to tell, like Brad's mom had passed when he was 19. So I never got to fully witness what the parenting dynamic was like, you know, for him exactly. Um, I just now know what it was like on the other other side of that and him him as an adult and just just the company he wanted you know brad was trying to parent you know my nieces that way and it was causing conflict and he was trying to be that way with our kids and it has its pluses and its minuses um i don't think it was a deal breaker for us in terms of I, I really got to a point where I definitely just accepted like, well, this is the way that he parents. And right now the unique thing, and this is just the healthy thing to do is a lot of the coaching that I've received in literature that I'm reading is that the worst thing you can do as a, as divorced parents and the co-parenting scheme is one parent still trying to control the way the other parent parents. Yes. And I'm just not going to do it. In I'm any, just not going to In any it. partnership, it like, should be like I, that. Yeah. 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 But I think, but there was definitely more, I wouldn't say that I was trying to control, but there was more pressure to try to get us aligned because with Rory specifically, there needed to be that 
for him needed to be that consistency because what we were seeing was behavioral contrast Mm. and that behavioral contrast was causing, you know, him, Rory to be more aggressive, you know, a lot of those unpreferred, undesired behaviors, lack of compliancy, more protesting, um, like all of those things, they're just, it was, it was causing behavior. And then when the demand was present again to, you know, listen to mom or to listen to the therapist, or now I'm going back to school or whatever, it was, he wasn't able for him. I think Rory's more able now and has more coping skills to see that things are different when I'm with dad versus with mom versus, you know, this particular therapist and that particular teacher. And so there's more flexibility. The, the, the applications don't have to exactly be so closely mirrored, but for a while they had to be. And I felt like it was really, really detrimental to Rory's I felt this was me. I felt it felt very detrimental to his development and where he was therapeutically. And so that was a big hang up for me considering I was so focused on thinking again, like I also, this is, I guess, another part of it. My thought process was that, hey, if we get Rory to a certain space, then I felt like we could then be centered more on our back on our relationship in a way um and not be so focused on the, where where what his needs were all the time but obviously you know that it's it's a constant moving target so all, all these things kind of sort of happen in tandem and that was um just kind of you know slightly probably short-sighted on my part but i think that um i think i think i'm just more adapted um now to that it's okay to have different parenting styles because what i care about is the relationship to the right. kids and not exactly the way some and and their safety of i course. think that's huge yeah safety um, is safety is a big is a big part of it and that can go into i mean that obviously that can really drive the parenting yeah. styles too. So it's a really, it's a, it's a hard thing. There's, it's a hard thing to really narrow in and focus on. But, um, but yeah, I think yeah, there's a, this is, sometimes it's a, it's a nice, it's refreshing and there's a release. So it's kind of like, you know what, I'm just going to not be this, you know, authoritative person right now and just let go and let whatever happen happen. There can kind of be some peace in that. So there is sometimes, has been kind of a nice, nice balance. I can't say that it's, it's all bad because no, of course not. Yeah. So I, I would say Doug and I's tendencies towards the areas that we go have a lot to do with our personalities. Right. And, um, that's a huge part of it. And, and then our, our own, you know, experiences with our parents, but it's a we really balance each other out Mm -hmm. and I celebrate his more, lax or like you know more go with the flow People style say, yeah, let go. versus mm-hmm. my more structured i want everything in a nice little neat box that i can check off my list cuz i'm that person so but it's a good we really balance each other out and there's times where his his um style is more appropriate and and works better and there's yes. times when mine does and so right. 
being able to talk that through and work through and communicate that is is really that's that's your that's your golden you know ticket in the middle. That's where you want it to be. And I'm not saying we're perfect, but but it's we do try to balance each other out. No, so. but it's also 20 years of marriage too, right? Exactly. Yes, you there's know, experience and, 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 and experience yeah. and, and learning. Um, and and your oldest is. 18 and in college and your, you know, oldest um, child on the spectrum is 16. So uh, it's, it's, it's been this learned, you know, experience for you guys, process for you guys and, and um, where you've learned to be a little bit more cohesive in how you worked together. (laughs) Well, and yeah, and I've, I've learned to be, let let go a little bit and he's learned to be more structured. And I think like, just take the kids out of it, just ourselves. We're better people because we've learned these personality traits or these styles from each other. So, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So what do you think, Tosh? Um, what is, what did, um, yes. What? So just kind of going back to Tyler and I's childhood, you know, um, uh, I came from a very <laughs> authoritarian household, especially because, um, that was my dad and my dad was the he was the leader of the pack and he, what Norm said was what happened. Um, you know, my dad's, uh, 74, so he's very old school and he is, um, you know, 30 years retired military. Uh, he went to Vietnam at 18. Um, so he just, he, my dad has a very, and then, and then my dad's one, you know, one of nine, um, so the way that my dad was raised, I, there is no fault on that, but uh, all of those things come into play of, of how he raised his, his five daughters. Uh, and then, you know, my mom came from an only child who she raised herself, uh, very, very type A, very, um, you know, just driven uh, because she didn't want to be what her mother was. So there was two very, very different, you know, my dad was authoritarian. My mom was authoritative, but a little bit more permissive, you know? So, um, and then you just take into context, Nicole and I being the youngest two and being twins and me having the personality that I did and, uh, which is very spirited. (laughs) So I will not say that my parents did (laughs) what they, they didn't do everything right they didn't do everything wrong, you know? Uh, sure, but a, but sure. a lot of my dad's, a lot of my dad's behaviors in parenting is what I picked up on. Uh, and that's, it's been at points destructive in my parenting, you know, and, and it's something that I am really, really working on, you know, and, and Tyler and I had been doing marriage counseling before we even got married, just due to two different personality types, the way that we handled each other. Uh, so when we came together as parenting and how we were going to quote unquote parent, um, it's been, it's been a real work in progress, you know, and, and I would say I'm much healthier. I am a much healthier person in who I am and, and my parenting. Um, but now we, you know, like, like Brittany said, we are, we balance each other you know, and, um, we have learned to be able to pick up on when the other person is tired and being worn down and, and we can take over for that person, you know, without it becoming a fight between us of who's parenting the right way or who's parenting the wrong way or, um, and, and 
you know, all of this in context is too, is to having, like Brittany said, you know, every kid is very different in their personality, but also just the difference between, you know, parenting boys and girls or parenting a typical child to a, you know, divergent child. It's, there's so even the age much. too, a young child age. versus a teen versus a young adult. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You have because, to pivot. I, because, you know, we see like what we would do for Jack three years ago is very different than what we're doing now for him. Um, so it's, it is hard. I, I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard. hard. <laughs> it's hard. I'm just going to say it's, I just, think, I think, well, also you have the the dynamic of you're very, uh, you know, he's gone That's for another, yes, certain days length, yes. and so you are the main parent, and then it's like this reintegration, and then it's step aside. So it's this very, you know, start stop off yeah. and on kind of different type of different type of dynamic, and I do feel that now even in this realm when it's like okay i've been driving along here now now that now the energy of dad is back right. in the is in the elements here and so it's like you're having to to shift gears a little bit or a lot of it sometimes it just it just depends and it can be emotionally mentally laborsome right. and you may not have the capacity at all times to accommodate these changes um, so graciously. And so sometimes then we don't show up as our best selves, you know, so there's no way to, you can't, we're not just like one type of parent. I mean, I think probably, I would probably say the one parent out of, especially those other like additional extension, I would call them extended parenting styles that probably remains to be consistent how from start to finish is like a tiger parent. Yeah. <laughs> because they are that driven, overachieving. There is nothing else. Nothing comes in. Nothing interferes with exactly whatever it is that they set out for their child, what their rules are, what their expectations are. There's no deviation. It is it is very, very linear. Is there a um, personality type I don't that's think- like, I'm a just not a tiger parent, but just like, I'm this way with myself because that's like, that's how you. I am myself. I'm not that way with my kids. Well, well, the one thing we didn't, well, well, the one thing we didn't mention, I mean, I kind of mentioned it when I was trying to encapsulate it, which is saying that our experiences that we've have colored uh, yes. the, the type, you know, colored our experiences and our lenses of, of parenthood. The things that drive that are, you know, additionally, addition to the way that we were raised on that interpersonal level is also, you know, cultural gender. And Very so much. you have cultures that have that that drive the precedents that are set for the type of of parenting I styles too. Yes. And then there's those there's those those adaptations and that. So then there's almost like subcultures of parenting within those cultures. So it's actually like this is a really in-depth yeah. You could we could go on for hours and hours about this conversation and anecdotally having this and also you know pulling up actual other data. It's just it's very 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 interesting to me. So obviously most people are familiarized with the tiger parent because of Korean moms. They have seen they were the ones that were you know the 
the the leading stereotype with that type of adaptation of of parenting style and they were known for that but i think other people other women and other cultures obviously have can have those um, tendencies as well um the other style and that i really identified with and i was glad was mentioned event because i was like seeking this out because i know that i've heard of the other styles like it wasn't just these core four which was the attachment parent because i would say if i'm a makeup of two i'm definitely authoritative and attachment and i would say attachment happened by accident not on purpose mm-hmm. it kind of happens um because so let me even describe um a little bit of that because i because i ended up breastfeeding my child both children, you know, they were extended breastfeeders. That was never a plan. And with that came along other, um, I guess, characteristics of that attachment parenting style. So, and it's, so build- it's like mm-hmm. building, you know, intimacy. Um, obviously, my kids still co-sleep with me. I had lots of, you know, I was especially with McKenna, lots of baby wearing. So it's like a Um, physical attachment. There's there's that aspect to it where there's like physical touching consistently and and just being quickly. But yeah, yeah, quick to respond to what they need, you know. Um, Right. And that is very much me. And that happened just because of the way Rory was developing. And that was just something intuitively that I did. It was not... I didn't know that I was doing it more so until after McKenna was born and seeing that I didn't have to respond to her the same way, but there was still this very big attachment parenting aspect with her. She craved that. She, she wanted that. And so then I had this with both of my kids, why I'm also, which I think is, it was a challenging, I felt, it felt like, you know, I was at odds with myself because here I am this like, I'm authoritative, <laughs> but I'm this attachment, attached, you know, having this other thing, you know, in the mix of being an attachment parent. And while I, after Rory was diagnosed and I um, started working with my mentor and uh, we were sharing like anecdotal information, she had had a relationship with Temple Grandin because it's just part of like, her, part of her doctoral studies that she was doing. And apparently Dr. Grandin has said that um, she believes that neurodivergent kids really thrive in more of an attachment parenting style. And I said, well, that's also interesting because many of the parents don't know their child is neurodivergent till they're even past that infancy and toddler age for the majority they don't even know. So it's like those parents don't even have an opportunity to decide, hey, maybe I am going to try on attachment parenting because if they were to be intentional about it, it was just it was just kind of interesting. But then I felt kind of like, oh, and I've always reflected. I've always reflected and I, I do it now, like when I have the medical trainings with parent to parent is that. I used I, for a long time, and I think one of the reasons why Rory was seemed to be ticking along more 
or presented developmentally more in on point was was because he was an extended breastfeeder and where I started to feel things drop off a cliff. And I don't know if this is correlation and causation. I don't know if it's a case of that or not, but I always reflect on this and, you know, speculate on it. You know, did that have some sort of impact on him when we stopped breastfeeding? Because, yeah. Did that change? You know, did that, would obviously, because his his food, he wasn't eating as much food. So obviously nutrition was more of a challenge um, at that point. I'm sure that affected things. It affected our relationship at, at some point. I was moving, we moved across country and um, then that's when he lost speech, any kind of sp- the speech that he had. So I like, I look at all those things and I'm always speculating that I have nothing to concretely say. That's exactly what it was. And there's no way but to know that. There, for and, sure. you no. Nev- and you never will. I mean, you never you know, will. We, we- yeah, right. But I will. I would say again. I would just say like it's encouraging. You know, if there's going to be more studies done on attachment parenting, especially I in general, what I hope in the future and what the future materializes is that these parenting styles. And the, and the, I guess, description and characteristics of it and the behaviors of them become more shaped around parenting in a, in a more inclusive matter, in a more neurodivergent kind of matter, like being, because there's also the, I would say if I would add another extension to that is having a neurodiversity affirming, you know, parents um, and having that level of acceptance in the home. I'm, I have to say that that will probably, I can see that that is a style that is in the making right now. And some people have already adopted that and accepted that as being a part of their home. And it also goes back to saying like, again, we may operate in maybe one specific realm, but at any given point, we're also operating in maybe some of these other realms as well. We're not just exclusively in the one realm alone. Right. So right. parenting methods. And, yeah. And and any of the realms obviously can have a positive and negative. You know, there's it's not Correct. to say that that each one of these is right. is the is the perfect way to um, do it. And and again, you know, right. some of these parenting styles, attachment, helicopter, you know, it they all they have I would say are given up kind of a bad name, you know, kind of a bad rap sheet of just of what they are. Um, but again, there's the positive and, and negative to both of them. And that's all, uh, again, all of it goes back to the child, their self and, um, and, and, and the other things that we do to enforce, you know, behaviors in our, in right. our, in our homes. Right. Um, I, I think those, those, those terms get, again, like those, these other extended ones, they just get weaponized. weaponized I mean, time. they're used very flippant, flip, flippantly, and people don't really totally understand it in entirety. Well, and even they how just, it, you understand it in, in relation to your parenting your, or yes, your yeah. particular situation. And then, you know, culturally or the world around you or those who are close to you, like there's so many different ways to even interpret these styles um, yeah. personally to yourself. I right. think I, I love mm-hmm. what you said, Jean, about how um, we need to have a very, you know, affirming 
neurodivergent affirming household or a you know your home is is where your child should feel safe and loved and and that should be their safe haven right and to have a place where they feel like they are fully accepted mm-hmm. um, regardless of their diagnosis is um, is really 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 important and I think a really really good example of that is how Tasha and Tyler run their home and yeah. the way that they affirm and support Jack in all of his many ways. And they talk openly about it and they celebrate it. And it is, it is not shied away or just kind of accepted. And we just kind of like move on. No, it is front and center. And they are so um, aware of that at all times with him. And I think it's just, it's, it's not everyone's style. It's not everyone's personality, but I just think they do a fabulous job. And I just wanted to say that. So, yeah. I mean, Tyler and I have really had to get on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys do. And you've done a fabulous job. So. Yeah. Um, And I I mean, I, and I would definitely say, um, you know, again, going back to the the different, you know, ages since Jack's diagnosis of, of what, um, how we parent him and, and how he's changing. Um, and, and it's not to say that we, you know, like I can be a helicopter parent to Jack for sure. Like, yeah. And, and when I say that, meaning just, I, I intervene because I'm, I'm concerned about, you know, him having failures and that, and that a lot of that, it has to do with, you know, his interactions with other kids or with people, um, you know, but, but there's also the level of, of the helicopter parenting where, you know, I, 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 I'm not afraid to call out his weaknesses and to, I don't coddle, you know, behaviors just because he's autistic and, and same thing for Tyler. You know, we, we, we celebrate, we celebrate his neurodivergence. We celebrate having a family that's, you know, Mm -hmm. different from typical families, but we also have our, our, you know, you we want him are, to be happy in the world around him. We are yeah. authoritative parents and and, right. and we are also very loving and accepting and positive parents. So um getting on the same page is really right. where it's at, you know. This is so complicated. I'm exhausted just talking about all of this. I just have to say, like, if you're tired I know, hearing well, us talk about this, it's okay. We're tired too. Like this is hard, okay? Like we get it. It's hard. Yeah. It is totally hard. Um, I would say, and it's, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily, I don't, uh, I, I don't think I'm a tiger parent. I don't think I run in that lane, but I definitely say that I run, I have run in the lane of, you know, being the positive parent and the outsourcing parent and the helicopter parent. And, um, and I'll say why is that specifically, especially if you are a parent that has had and has taken on the commitment of doing ABA with your child and as best practice, everything is reinforced through positive reinforcement. Um, and, you know, and if you take it a step further, as if you actually were, you know, fully embracing the positive parenting thing, you you definitely believe in restorative of of practice, uh, restorative practices with your child, um, a hundred percent and being purely responsive to them and, and then being contributed and their like full autonomy. And I would say that we all, all, all of us on this podcast, I think that we all are that way with our kids, not 
the main way that we are with our kids, but I would say it's all even circumstantial when we do a, adopt those ways of, of doing that. Um, the outsourcing parent, every single one of us is an outsourcing parent because we have a child with needs that, because if that was the case, we, we would be able to meet all of our kids' needs and not, we would have never had to have, have therapy. Um, we, the fact that we even need those particular resources makes us an outsourcing parent. And that was a stretch for me. I had a really, that was a big uh, level of acceptance for me early on when I had to start letting go and letting totally giving trust over to Other these therapists are going to teach my kid. I, because it was like, why isn't it that I'm not able to do those things? Why do I need to have these other things to, you know, and are they going to be able to reach my child? And can I trust them? Are they going to know my child the way I know my child? And, and all of those things. I, so for parents that are just stepping into that themselves, if you're feeling that way, trust me, you were not alone. I was hundred percent there. Now I'm happy. I love more out, all the out, more outsourcing, the better. Oh, you really like my kid? You love him that much? Let me know how long you want to take him for. Or, you know, like I, you know, any of that, any of that time now, it's just funny how the pendulum completely swings the opposite direction, you know, six years later. Can I speak um, on that for just a second, Jane? And the hell? Yeah. I, oh, yeah, I just want to say, like, it's very, very interesting looking at this list, which once again, we'll post this on the show notes. But um, like I like I said before, I like to be a tiger for myself. Like that is how I would love to live my life. And that's how I kind of like as I became more autonomous and was becoming my own person as a teen and young adult, I had rigorous routines and I wanted to do all these things and have, you know, I really was all about my academic success. And I love that. And I thought that that's how I could I could maybe instill some of those kinds of things in my own parenting. I very, very quickly learned that my children were very, very different than me. And that was not appropriate. Okay. And that that's the key, right? I think we've all spoken on this and touched on this a little bit. It's, it's maybe, you know, maybe you guys are the little perfect little golden ticket and you guys line up and your parenting style, your natural parenting style, it's your kid. kid. Great. Good for you. I'm so happy for you. And your spouses. And your spouses. Jealous. So jealous. Jealous. So jealous. Jealous. Very jealous. (laughs) What it has turned out to be though, is I have dialed that tiger way, 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 way back. Yes. And to the point where it is a little baby kitten, right? And um, now, (laughs) now I, I am forced I am forced just for the safety and the well-being, the actual physical safety of my child, I have to be a helicopter parent. And every time I consciously think about that and I'm self-aware of that, it drives me absolutely insane. I hate being a helicopter parent. It is not my natural way to do it. But I have to. Mm-hmm. Because Austin needs me that right. way. Right. And so it's so, so important to to realize what your natural tendencies are. Um, once again, that's, you know, your history, your personality, so many different factors versus what your child needs you to be. Um, and on the level of, of parenting, you know, not just co-parenting, but parenting in, a, in the same household. Correct. It's knowing who you are as a person, knowing who your spouse is as a person and, and meeting somewhere in the middle having that constant communication and um, learning to work with each other because 
you want a happy marriage. You also want a happy household of, of your children and, and parenting and just life, right? Absolutely. Um, so, and we're, we're huge, huge, uh, like proponents of therapy for yes. yourself too, whether that's for yourself or separate and together, some, separate some and kind together. of like co-parenting therapy. Yes. If you need that, if you guys are just on way ends of the spectrum and you can't meet in the middle, then let a professional help. Get some help. Outsource that, right? Get some help. <laughs> All about it. Be an outsourced person to yourself. (laughs) To yourself. Exactly. I, I really, it's so crazy. I know the world gets to know us in so many ways through these, these avenues, through our podcast and our, and our, um, social media, but like they don't, it's, we're completely unable to really let the world know, uh, us the way that we all now know each other. <laughs> I right. wish that everyone could really truly appreciate everything Brittany just said because she's like, I'm dying. And she's like, I am now a baby kitten. <laughs> if y'all could be a fly <laughs> on the wall. Intellectualizes <laughs> she intellectualizes her own like tendencies in such a way that it sounds very like it's you know, you can breathe that in, comprehend that, but we all know, like I, we know, we know, Brittany, like we know, we talk to her on the daily basis that we know, you guys know too much really oh. inside there. Oh yeah. My gosh. <laughs> I know. I might, I might have to but silence so, you guys someday. I don't so, know. So great. <laughs> I love that you just said that about yourself. I really feel like I'm a tiger and I'm like, I, let me tell you, I, I can see that. Yeah. I think I was that way too, as a kid, I think being the, um, I became very ritualistic and I felt, and I had that rude awakening too, especially with Lauren and Taylor. I thought I am going to drive them. Like I would drive myself. Like I'm going to get them out of this, wherever they are, what they've had to deal with in their lives the same way I did. And I'm going to, and, and it's I done out of love. Was not, yeah, of course, yeah. It was completely done out of love, of yeah. course. But it was a very rude <laughs> awakening, and it was like, mm, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't, it doesn't work. And so, and I hate the fact when I have to be a helicopter parent. I don't. I'm pleased to say I don't have to be that way a hundred percent of the time. I definitely think it's circumstantial. Sure. It depends um, when I have to be that way. And it drives me crazy. And I'm at complete odds with myself because I'm like, I don't want to be like this. Mm -hmm. I know the rest of the world doesn't understand why I need to be like this because it's invisible to them what I know what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. And so you feel like you have to be this angsty, you know, overbearing type of parent. And it's... um. You know, then trust me, we're exhausted too when it's all over. Like I need recovery time from those. Like I don't I don't have necessarily the capacity to always like I have to dip out of certain activities or certain other extracurricular things because I may not have the capacity to be that helicopter parent I need to be in that particular situation. I know we've yeah. we have talked about that. I mean, and there's there is the bad side of helicopter parenting. I think when you're the helicopter parent and you don't have to, you doesn't necessarily, it's not really a requirement to have to seek after your child. I think that is learning if it's the discernment of knowing, is this really a requirement or 
am I really honestly going overboard yeah. with that? Do I need And that's to how it is with back? any of these. I think it's, again, that's why it's just... There's different characteristics of, of each right. of Positive yes. and negatives for and each negative. of them. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to I'm gonna be right. the little tiger right now. My tiger. Oh, she's going <laughs> to... Right? I know. We're, I know. We're going to wrap and, it up. And we're going to wrap it up. tell you the time because that's what I do. That's my job. I'm the timekeeper. So, yeah. Jean, go for it. Yes. I, I knew that was awesome. coming. I knew that the was keeper. coming. I knew. Jean. I know. Rawr. Rawr. Oh, oh buddy. There's your so, little tiger. So, um, <laughs> so we really did get to cover all of the things that I, you know, you know, mapped out in, in our conversation. It was our little anecdotal conversation. Um, so I guess we should have our, um, it is time for the peaks of the weeks. Awesome. Or a week or one peak. <laughs> Who wants to go first with a peak? Oh my gosh. Do we have any, do we have a jingle? Oh, you got a jingle in no your jingle? Tosh? Tosh has been sick. No jingle. I have. So I, don't, I don't know. <clears throat> oh. Maybe a little sultry, like a, uh, you know, little Barry Ma- Manilow. The week. That works. <laughs> take it, take it nice and easy. Yeah, nice, nice and easy. <laughs> okay. I, I need a minute. So somebody else goes first. I need to think about it. Oh gosh. Um, All right. I I have a peak. It's quick and easy. It's quick and easy. Um, So yesterday after uh, we're on spring break currently here, um, I, after I took, we took the kids to to meet their dad um, for a little indoor swimming activity. Um, I was going to go to the grocery store, but I made a last minute decision and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the kids out to eat. I've never taken both of my kids by myself out to eat specifically with Rory. I mean, it's just not, not since he was a toddler and not since I like had like, you know, something I could strap him into. Um, and, um, it was great. He, he did great. Like I knew I was on borrowed time. This wasn't like a long dinner. This was short. I kept things, you know, my expectations were aligned with reality. I made sure that what I got was something that was kind of something I could pick on versus I'm going to sit here and enjoy this meal because I knew that his preoccupation and being able to like stay still was again, I had a 15 to 20 minute window before I was going to have to kind of be physically available to redirect him keep him occupied, engaged, and all that stuff to kind of stay within the realm of the actual table. But he he did great and it was awesome. And then we came home and did bad bath time routine and I was totally at ease. It was a really nice experience. And I think I needed that moment. And I also needed to know that um, I could do that. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. amazing. So I just that is amazing. Chance. Yeah, it is. So <laughs> good. So huge. Um, am I going now? So yes, please. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I've talked about it a few times this over this last year, and I mean school year, not like year year. Uh, just the growth that growth that we've seen in Jack, um, not on an educational level, but on a social emotional, on a communication level with his peers. Um, it has just been, it's been huge. It's been huge this school year and to really, to see it, you know, to see it happening and, and 
not get too excited, but just be present in it, right? Because I don't have to explain. As we all know, things change very quickly. Uh, but it has just been a really positive positive situation in our house. And it's and it's not to say that we don't still have the struggles. We've got all the struggles. But to really see that growth, because <laughs> let's keep it, I'm going to keep it real as a real talk. Um, but just to see that growth in him this year and, and that big, that big step up that's happened is, it's just so awesome. I'm just really in it, just in the present right now with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 That is awesome. That's great. Um, so yesterday we had a youth church activity down at our church and Doug was in charge of the, like the teenager activity. Uh, they rotate through and it was his turn to kind of be in charge. So he was very, very busy and involved with the older kids and not available. And I was able to secure some help for me so I could go with Ruby to her younger, like elementary school age kids activity. Um, and we brought Austin along. So there was, you know, it was kind of a one-on-one situation with this, with my helper. She could watch Austin for a minute. I could be with Ruby and then we could swap if needed. And, and it went really, really well. It was loud. It was chaotic. It was crazy. Uh, and Austin handled it as best that he possibly could. And I was really, really proud of him. Um, at one point though, uh, there's a family there. They're dear friends of ours and they have a little three-year-old boy. And this kid is hell on wheels. Like he is the, he's so funny and he is the, he's going to be the best human ever. We just have to keep him alive long enough to get him there. Like that kind of kid, right? Yes. Like, like he, he, Last year, he fell out of a of a window, a second story window. Oh, jeez! <laughs> because he's just he's just everywhere. He's a little, you know, you know that kid that I'm talking about. He's he was fine. We we're so lucky he was okay. But anyway, this is not my child. This is somebody else I'm talking about. And this little little guy got away from his mom and started running around the church. And we were we realized he was missing fairly quickly. And you know. Parents, parents were circling. It's our church kind of goes in a big circle. So you kind of, you can miss someone easily. If you turn a corner, you got to almost go, go all the way around again before you see them. And so parents, one parent was this way, one parent was this way. And I happened to be walking by and this little guy shot out of a classroom. So I saw him. Oh, you and close. Yeah. Close so I, yeah, I, I literally did. I scooped him up scooped because him up. I, I knew <laughs> that his parents would be okay with it. I, I knew them personally enough, well enough. I literally scooped this child up into my arms and I held him and I said, let's go find your dad. And he turned to me. He knows who I am, but not really. He turned to me. And he goes, you need to let go of me right now. You're not my mom. And I was so proud of him that he did that because that's exactly what he should do if some stranger picked him up in the middle of the grocery store or something. And I was like, good job, buddy. Let's go find your dad. I didn't yeah. let go of him, though. <laughs> Especially at three. That's really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was so – I was like, good for – like, my my kids can't do that. Like, it was just totally. such such a nice thing. Like, obviously, his parents have done a really good job. He can speak his mind, and he was being, you know um, – what's the word? He was being – Advocating for himself. Yeah. He's like, yes, I don't advocating know you, for himself. Get out of here. Yeah, I was just, I was super, super proud of him. So anyway, his dad, I, I yelled his dad's name. He turned the corner and, and we, I was able to. Retrieved his child. Yeah. <laughs> let did him the, squirming out of my arms and off. He took off again. <laughs> <laughs> 
but they, you know, it was, it was so good to see that. And there there's, you know, different parenting styles and different needs and, and we're all just doing the best job we can. And well, these and parents, your church feels safe. Yeah. That you are yeah. all in like, okay, we got to find this guy. We got, and know. there were several of us doing it. Looking I just happened him. to be yeah. the lucky one. Um, who got to scoop him up and it was it was just it warmed my heart even though he was screaming at me like I was all, all I, I can was see is him thrilled. come around a corner and you just clothesline him and <laughs> I did I didn't even think twice about right. it <laughs> anyway oh. right now that's that would be the authoritative that's, I'm like, a- <laughs> that's a great job buddy thanks for sharing that's what I did um I, I'm I, not letting you go we're gonna go find dad yeah. Positive reinforcement. Yeah. And Positive then now reinforcement. I'm in church. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Anyway. Yeah. It was great. Oh, that was good. All right. Yeah. Well, we, this was an awesome, awesome conversation. So glad we didn't answer it on grab bag and that we allowed the space a little deeper. Uh, to, to go deeper and talk about it more in depth and hopefully, you know, if, if parents really weren't thinking about that before, because I know, again, if they're, if they are struggling in their relationship and they think this is maybe the culprit, I think it's important to understand it. I think it's secondary in terms of everything. Like it's one of those things that kind of, again, work in tandem with your life. And if you can recognize and learn about what everybody's parenting styles are, then you can then come together and figure out like, okay, what's going to be our compromise here on these certain, certain things. And, um, and that may be the guidance or, you know, maybe if that person, if the, if your partner, whoever it is not willing to have those conversations, well, okay, well then that's, that's a deal breaker because you do need to be able to have, those conversations in order to be able to work through them. It's just not, you're not going to telepathically work through it. I mean, that's amazing if you can, I'm jealous of anybody that can actually do that. Great. But, um, but yeah, so thanks for, for hanging out with us again today. We love having you on here and please, please make sure that you, um, you leave us reviews. Um, and because that helps other people like yourselves find our podcast more. Um, so we can continue helping others and you can also send us in your ideas and thoughts about future topics and episodes at hello at momstalkautism.com. So thanks for being here. We'll talk to you soon. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.